Can I hold him? Sure. I don't see why not. He seems to like it. Hey there, Slayers, Vamps, Vengeance Demons, and Teens at the Bronze. Welcome to another episode of What Happens in the Crypt. Today's episode is very near and dear to our hearts, and we are talking about the late 90s, early 2000s classic, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This is our first episode. We are trying a new setup, and we'll see how it sounds. We are in a different room of our house, and it's weird not sitting next to each other. And also not being able to see each other, really. I can see you. There's just some sound foam in the way. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to see if this will reduce echoes and have the sound be a little clearer. We'll see. It's trial and error. We don't have a sound booth. But yeah, I didn't know this was a movie first. I've never seen the movie. I just know it has nothing to do with the show. Like... It's just like the same premise. Mm -hmm. It's like the entirety of the show squeezed into a movie, but it is different. Well, I'd like to see it. We should watch it. Mm -hmm. The idea for Buffy came from Whedon um, feeling like the blonde cheerleader that's always helpless and gets murdered needed to have a chance to actually kick ass in a movie. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Has this ever, have you heard of this happening before where it's a movie that nobody's ever seen and then it turns into a show? It probably does happen. We just don't realize it. Mm-hmm. I wonder what else that has happened with. Well, what we do in the shadows. That was a movie that became a show. Yeah. I like that it was the same, though. Like, mm-hmm. the um, what's his name? Taika Waititi and... Uh, uh-huh. What's his name? The other guy. I don't know. I can't think of it right now. Whatever. But And I like that they make an appearance in it. Mm-hmm. The actual movie, though, ended up being kind of twisted from the script that Whedon wrote, and it turned into what they called a, quote, pop culture comedy about what people think about vampires, end quote. And he was so disappointed, but when he was contacted about turning the movie into a show, he was really pumped about being able to do it how he wanted it to be done. I wonder if he imagined the seven seasons when they asked him, though. That's something that, like, I've read about him, though, is that he was very much like a plan ahead person like there's apparently hints in season three about dawn coming in season five like it's mm. that far ahead planned for the most part but then how you know my thoughts and feelings of the later seasons mm-hmm. it's just like how did you come to that i bet it is something though where he had like where we didn't had like the overall overarching story but i'm sure the network was like it has to be 20 episodes. Yeah. And he didn't have ideas for all 20 mm-hmm. episodes. And that's how we got the Varsity Jacket episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the episode of My Nightmares. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds was originally offered the role of Xander, but he didn't take it because he had such an awful experience in high school. He couldn't bear reliving it. <laughs> Gosh. Is he like the same age as them? I guess I never. Yeah. And he, was, and he was like a child actor, too. Like was he? I think so. For some reason, I think if any child actor had to have been in Goosebumps, so I don't remember him in Goosebumps. Oh, I'm thinking of the other one. Ryan Gosling was in Goosebumps. 
Is that who you were thinking of? Mm-hmm. That's funny. That's who I immediately thought of too. But could you imagine Ryan Reynolds being Xander? Kinda. I can, but he's like too attractive. He's too like Ryan Reynolds is way hotter. Yeah. And goofier. Mm-hmm. But didn't the, like I feel like I read somewhere where they told Xander he couldn't work out. Yeah, that was a thing because like he was supposed to be like this big nerd, and in his personal life, like midway through the show, he was in really good shape, and they had to tell him to stop because he was not gonna fit the character mold anymore. Because he's kind of like a, scrawny yeah. in the beginning. What a thing to say though. It's like hey. And because, I mean, like, working out for me, it's like a big stress relief. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, no more. Yeah. Oh, that actually makes me think of, what was the movie where the nerdy stoner was actually jacked? Uh, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yeah. They made him wear clothes that were, like, three sizes too big, (laughs) so you couldn't couldn't, tell. uh, He couldn't take his shirt off to go swim Mm -hmm. because he was jacked. Yeah. The actor who plays Caleb, Nathan Fillion, originally auditioned for the role of Angel when the show was first being cast in late 1996. He doesn't really fit no. the type, especially because I know Nathan Fillion, because I didn't watch it that far into Buffy when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So I know him mostly as, and I know you haven't watched this, but from uh, Firefly. Right. So he's like space cowboy okay and then um what's the guy's name that plays angel david borealis right borealis is that his real last name what is it uh that's close yeah he was cast because he literally was walking by near the studio with his dog and he was the exact look that they wanted and he was basically like kind of an unknown and that's initially too why when angel loses his soul in season two they were trying to kill him off because they didn't know how much of like acting he could do because he just did like the romantic scenes Mm -hmm. with buffy and um then he was so good that that's also why they did the spinoff show you hear all these stories, and I guess it really does happen. Mm-hmm. Just walk. Imagine walking poem, and somebody's like, I will pay you thousands of dollars to be on TV for me. Then I would mace them. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I was not expecting you to say that. <laughs> Palmer would kill them. Yeah, Palmer would jump at them. We say as she's asleep on her heated blanket. Mm-hmm. She had a long day. Speaking of the romantic scenes between Angel and Buffy, they really like to prank each other on set, and they specifically would eat tuna and pickles before kissing scenes just to make it gross for each other. But what? A, how many takes do you think they ruined because I don't know. the other one wasn't expecting tuna fish? I do think that it would be really funny if you like go in for a kiss and it's like, surprise! Surprise tuna, <laughs> mm-hmm. surprise pickles. Spike's birth name, William Pratt is also the birth name of iconic horror actor Boris Karloff. How do you go from William Pratt to Boris Karloff? I don't know. It's a cool name. But it's like Boris. Mm-hmm. Also, apparently Buffy, Sarah Michelle Gellar, was offered um, the part in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. So she almost was Sabrina in that Melissa Joan Hart version. She was like in the top. <laughs> that would have been so weird. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing her in my head just saying, you know, talking to Salem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like too aggressive. Because were they coming out at the same time? Close or to. Or was Sabrina a little after? I think Sabrina was before. Really? I'm pretty sure. Which ran longer? Sabrina. 
Sabrina has like 20 seasons. That's another show where it did the same thing of uh, we we're see in her, high school. It went from high school to the coffee shop to college, then after college. That went on forever, we that show. We can't do that with... I have, well, I've seen it all the way through. Is it? Does it end well? I don't remember how it ends, but I pretty much with Sabrina, I like remember every episode up until the the family secret gets solved, and then the college stuff is like a blur. That's how Buffy was. We talked about Mm -hmm. how we didn't remember the later seasons at all. Yeah, and they're weird. Mm -hmm. The ending is fine though. I loved the ending actually. Michelle Trachtenberg, who played Dawn, also wanted to be on the show so badly that she wrote an entire pitch to Joss Whedon about how she would be the perfect fit, which is just funny because she really was like 12 (laughs) at the time when they started filming. She was a big child actress, though, Mm -hmm. so that makes more sense. But still, that's inspiring. He probably saw her on Pete and Pete. That's where I know her from. (laughs) I know you always always say that. It's the girl from Pete and Pete. Giles was actually the first cast character in the show. Played by Anthony Head. Head actually tutored James Marsters. There's a name I'm going to say wrong later. Mm-hmm. That's the actor who plays Spike. So he doesn't actually have an accent. And Anthony Anthony Head does. So he actually taught him how to do the accent for the show. Originally, they wanted to give Spike like a southern accent or something. <laughs> Which they would have been weird. <laughs> it would have been somehow just so much worse. Mm-hmm. So much cringier. The casting director, Marsha Marcia Shulman, said about Anthony Head that he was just it upon seeing him in his first audition. I mean, it couldn't have been anyone else. He just has that dad look, I don't know, fatherly yeah, right. look to him and just the way he speaks because he has that, you know, he speaks softly. I mm-hmm. think that's that. I, I feel like that's the right way to describe him. Yeah. Eliza Deshuku. I'm guessing that's how you say her last name. Deshuku. I don't know, who played Faith, um, actually grew up Mormon, so she refused to do any of the nude nude scenes in the show and had to get signed waivers to work long hours because she was a minor when she shot this, which is just really funny because it's obviously total opposite opposite of of Faith. Mm -hmm. Because she's like the badass. Like slutty one. (laughs) Oh my God. Nude scenes? There's no nudity in this show. Yeah, but I mean, like, Faith, you don't even see, like, her back. Like, even Buffy, you you see, like, quote-unquote, no, like, full frontal nudity or boobs or anything, but, like, she's naked in scenes. I also read somewhere that she was also going to get her own show. Mm Mm-hmm. It didn't end up paying out. And Spike also almost got his own movie. Like, they just really tried to do a lot of stuff. I can't believe Angel has his own show. We we haven't watched enough of it yet. No, to say anything. But we watched... uh, the first i think we've watched one episode <laughs> but it's so weird it's very buffy though mm-hmm. sort of joss whedon yeah but if you had to pick any of the other characters in buffy could have their own show who would you pick probably willow i was gonna say willow yeah because she's there's cool also, she's cool and there's also the time where she's like away with giles mm-hmm. i would love to see that i'm sure they were testing the waters there too <laughs> yeah Actually, Willow was a cool name for a show. Mm-hmm. It's about her, like, getting into witchcraft more so safely. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, like a 20 years later mm-hmm. kind of thing. Oh, she's the teacher at the school now. R.I.P. Giles. Harry, is this is Harry Potter now, though? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she runs the school for witches. Oh, it can't just be Harry Potter. There's others. Okay, yeah. It, she's uh, 
witch teacher. She teaches witches how to fight demons. Mm -hmm. That's cool, actually. Write that down. (laughs) Wait, it's on recording. Oh, my God. What's really funny with Buffy is, especially at the start, it had a very low budget. But for some reason, Spike's coat cost $2,000 and was from a top fashion store. Yeah, so random. And then they ran it over with a truck to make it look worn. Whoa. Why and, a $2,000 coat? And didn't you like that they gave the coat a backstory towards the end? No, I don't remember that. Remember? So the principal in the last season, his mom was a slayer and Spike yep. killed her. Uh-huh. That's where he got the coat from. Killing her? He killed her and he took her coat. Oh, and on the note of the budget, it apparently cost, at least at the beginning, $5,000 to dust a vamp. It's so funny. <laughs> Part of the thought process that went into the vampire's, like, look was that Joss Whedon wanted there to be a paranoia of you can't tell who's a vampire until it's, like, too late. And they're <laughs> like, fangs come out, yeah. Um, and the facial prosthetics took an hour and 20 minutes to apply. But it's always funny with the shots where the makeup comes out because mm-hmm. it's always like they turn their head away and then... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking right at you. Mm-hmm. Or they'll fall to the ground and then come back up. Yeah. <laughs> and it also, I also read it takes just as long to remove it after filming. Sounds horrible. That sounds painful. Mm-hmm. And also, there's a lot of scenes where more so Spike than, well, I guess Angel in Angel, but Spike is only full vampire for 10 seconds. Yeah. Just for one fight or he gets hit by sunlight, and then is full demon. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was much faster later on. I think this means in the beginning, you yeah. know? Yeah, that makes sense. Drusilla's appearance was apparently inspired by the 1990s heroin chic aesthetic, which that's exactly what I think of when I look at her, heroin chic. Since the first season was shot on such a tight budget and they couldn't afford a professional soundstage, they used a warehouse in Santa Monica and they actually had to use the same hallway over and over again for school scenes because they could only afford to build one and hope nobody would notice. They also tried to make the outside of the warehouse the bronze so that they could do like a seamless, like they walk out from the outside uh-huh. in, but they could not make it match up to look like the bronze. And all of the books in the library were real books too. Was it just a real library? No, they built it. What was the book budget? I don't know. But apparently the cast hated any scenes that were in the library specifically because it was always like a time where Giles made a really long speech. So it was boring. Boring. And then you got to get all the dialogue right. If you screw up one line, you're doing it again. I thought this was, I mean, interesting. But Sarah Michelle Geller auditioned to play Cordelia and Charisma Carpenter auditioned to play Buffy. And then they were told that they didn't get those roles, but actually got... The opposite roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's funny too because like Sarah Michelle Geller also is Daphne, and like mm-hmm. so she does like possess that like quality yeah. of like being the Cordelia character. So it's pretty like funny that they were like, "No, you could do more." <laughs> I just want you to picture in your head though the world where it is switched, mm-hmm. how different Buffy yeah. would be. When production started, they actually didn't know what song they were going to use for the opening yet, and it apparently was Allison Hannigan who plays Willow. Uh, who heard the song by Nerf Herder and showed it to Joss Whedon, trying to convince him to use it as the theme song. Yeah, I mean, it couldn't be any other song. No, and it's forever stuck in my head all the time. Mm-hmm. 
And Allison Hannigan is also very good friends with singer Pink, who named her daughter Willow. That's cute. Mm-hmm. That's a good name. That's hilarious that they're friends, though. Like, how did they meet? I want to yeah. know how that happened. Buffy was one of the first shows to feature the words, Google it. It's pretty funny. Which is, I say it every day now. Because mm-hmm. it did come out in such like an in-between time, like the end of the 90s, beginning of the early 2000s. That's when everything was changing mm-hmm. the most, at least like technology-wise. Yeah. Sarah Michelle Geller purposefully kept out of the spotlight during filming so that younger viewers wouldn't see pictures of her drinking or smoking, which is actually really nice and makes a lot of sense. It's sweet, too, to think about her not wanting to put an image out there, even though it's a her playing a character and not her in real life. But I think, too, like she knew pretty early on that she was going to be Buffy. Like She wasn't going to be separated from it. And even now, when she's in something, we say, oh, it's Buffy, even though we uh-huh. know her actual name. And I think it's also to do with the fact that even today, women are not always portrayed are usually not portrayed as the strong she's the strongest Mm -hmm. character in the show yeah battling demons while xander cries yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that was big for the night especially the 90s originally there was another actress who played anya but backed out after finding out there was only going to be two guest spots meaning she was only going to be in two episodes but as we all know, the role the role ended up going to Emma. The I think it's role, Emma Caulfield Ford. The role ended up going to Emma Caulfield Ford, and yeah, she was in the show for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's in it until the last episode. Yeah, like she gets killed in the final battle. She has. I mean, she ended up with episodes dedicated to her. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Dolly Parton was one of the executive producers because she owned a um, production partnership called Sand Dollar Entertainment. Dolly is connected to all things good. <laughs> she really is. Josh Whedon supplies the voice of the mutant enemy mascot with the grr R heard at the end of the episode. And that was apparently the name he gave to his first typewriter when he was 15. And he created the logo in 20 minutes when he was told he had to have one when he named his company. And Josh Whedon also based the character of Cordelia on a girl his wife attended high school with and Xander on himself. According to Nicholas Brennan, this is why Xander always gets the good lines. Seth Green, who played Oz, didn't like how he was being treated in season three because he really wasn't in the show as much, which is why they had that whole segue where he was gone for a while and then came back at the end. That is his character was probably one of the strangest for me. Because especially when he left, I was like, what? And that's what I mean. It was like strange circumstances. I figured it had to be something like that because it didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But it worked out too because they had to get him out of the way so that she could meet Tara. And then there's another character whose departure from the show will always leave me speechless. There's That's how I'm going to put it. Who? Tara. Oh, I thought you meant there was someone else. No, 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 no. Tara's. Like, I, I have no idea if there was anything behind the scenes with her. And that's why they killed her off that way. I think it was because that was like what made willow evil that just had to she had to die to further the story i just wish it wasn't like gone i know <laughs> the, the, it's a buffy the vampire slayer she's fighting demons and magic and monsters and they're like gun now 
the bad guys got a gun. I did read something that was really sad <laughs> that this didn't happen. Um, but Josh Whedon wrote an episode called The Wish that was going to be in the final season where whatever, yada, 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 Buffy ends up with one wish that will come true. And she wishes that Tara comes back to life and it happens. Hmm. But literally, the only reason they didn't do it was Tara was not available for filming. Oh, my God. <laughs> I guess, would that have been better though? It would have ended there. Like it would have been part of the end. Like it, the, uh. the plot for the episode was she knows she can, she has this wish and she can do anything. And she like the whole episode is debating what to do, what to do. And then she Her sees. Her mom's dead though. What? <laughs> but she recovered from that. Death? <laughs> Buffy's strong. No, Buffy. Oh, oh, I thought you meant her mom recovered. From Buffy that. didn't turn evil when her mom died. Willow no. turned evil. But yeah, the whole episode would have been like her and Willow talking and being like, so what'd you wish for? New shoes? And then Tara's standing in the doorway. They make so <laughs> many shoe jokes about Buffy. But that would have been good. I would have cried. Yeah, definitely. But then you, there's also the moment where we cried anyways, where um, the, I don't remember her name, but the the girl who dies comes to Willow and is talking mm -hmm. to Tara through yeah. her. It made me cry. That was like another thing too was they didn't want it to be Tara because they didn't want to like taint your last uh -huh. vision of her, of yeah. her being evil. So No, I like that. They're very specific about not doing anything bad to Tara after they killed her. <laughs> In the fifth season, the episode The Replacement involved two Xanders, which we found out recently is because he actually has a real-life identical twin named Kelly. And he's also used in the episode Intervention. Um, but yeah, he has an identical twin. That'd be cool, though. Even if they weren't, like, child actors, but just to get a call, hey, you want to come be in Buffy? Mm -hmm. I need you. Yeah. Also, the episode where Buffy gets turned into a rat was strategically done because she was hosting SNL and couldn't be there for that episode. I don't think I saw that episode. It's remember how um what's her name? Jenny? Amy, the one that is a rat <laughs> that Willow keeps. Yes. They turned Buffy into a rat in that initial episode too. Why? Magic. Well, no, no, why is she a rat though? Like, I don't remember. Oh, okay. I read she hosted SNL three times. Mm-hmm. She's funny, like yeah. And she's also married to Freddie Prince Jr., which I think is hilarious. What? Uh -huh. Is that real? Yeah. The one that plays Fred in Scooby-Doo. Fred she and Daphne. She is? They've been married like 25 years. Sorry if that was peaking the mic. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Were they married when they shot Scooby-Doo? I think so. That's they've, fucking They've been funny. married a really long time. Since 2002. Yeah. That's the same year they shot Scooby-Doo. <laughs> they got married and then did Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Like I said, they've been together a really long time. So what's your favorite episode? My favorite episode of Buffy? Mm-hmm. Oh, the one where uh, Spike goes insane. <laughs> oh, my God. The one where he's finally not insane. Uh, I don't know. What's yours? Give me a sec. I have two. Um, it's silly, but I love the stupid musical episode. Why? It's so funny. I read that uh, originally that was supposed to be in the first season, mm -hmm. but then they told him no. Because that's then, a lot of work. Yeah. And my other favorite episode is the one with the gentleman where it's quiet. Why? 
Why that one? Do you remember that one? Uh-huh. There's no sound in that whole episode, and it's really scary. They, ha- they have, like, the zombie men on chains, and they float. I don't know. I don't think I have a favorite episode. I think it's just more, like, moments I like a lot mm-hmm. like that. I always like the moments that show the character growth. Like the one where um, the Slayers are being... When when Willow does the the Slayer spell, oh, when all of through. the girls get strong, yeah. yeah, but it goes through Faith, mm-hmm. and then she finds out she isn't a Slayer, mm-hmm. but she can still, like her and Xander have that moment. I was like, oh, you mean Dawn? Yes. Why? Sorry. There's as I said, there's so many characters. I'm trying my best here. Dawn finds out she's not a Slayer. Yeah, but she's still awesome. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But then there's so many dumb moments too where. Xander chloroforms Dawn to yeah. get her away in the last season because mm-hmm. Buffy said to and it's like no that's not okay mm-hmm. that's not okay yeah so I'd say it's more moments mm-hmm. good or, show it's a good show even I always scream and yell and make fun of some episodes but then there's episodes where it's like the the one where Xander sees the demon and he's like if you marry Anya yeah your life will be ruined and she'll be ruined because of you and it's like oh, Jesus Christ that episode this is, sucks this is deep <laughs> mm-hmm. and they do the things like killing off the mom mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's cancer that, it's like the wow. mom dying and Xander leaving Anya were both in the same season too yeah it's a really rough season um, remember, I just thought of this, the uh, demon that like basically like uh, paralyzed Willow and then was eating, oh, eating her, her skin. skin. <laughs> that was yes. horrible. That was terrible. And, and like spoken like, riddles. It was like uh-huh. uh, the Powerpuff Girls guy said. Him. Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, oh, because that's the one where Willow accidentally. Made herself invisible. And uh-huh. they, yeah. And they, yeah, so he's just peeling strips of her skin. And they show the strips, and then he eats them. That actor deserves at least That's an That's gross. Enemy. That's just one of the ones that has stuck with me. Uh-huh. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. For our next episode, we'll be talking about the 1984 classic, Ghostbusters. The original. Mm-hmm. People love Ghostbusters. I love Ghostbusters. I don't know if I love it, so it'll be interesting. I haven't seen it in a long time. I just love... Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, everybody in this is perfect. Sigourney Weaver's in it. She's great. And Rick Moranis, ultimate dad, dad of the century. We have a picture of Bill Murray forever above our toilet. (laughs) You can post a picture of that. I'll post a picture of that, and we'll tell the story of why I have that. Um, Yeah, that'll be a good one. I mean, I can already tell you there's a ton of stuff to talk about if you like this episode you can follow us on instagram at what happens in the crypt and then we're also on twitter at whitc underscore official oh also i guess we'll see if this sounds better let us know if you think this sounded better or worse or different do you say twitter Mm -hmm. well then you got the things (laughs) 